No one ever saw this coming, but here we are, bonded forever by the same ex-husband. Once arch enemies and now partners in crime, we journey to the edge of sanity to uncover the dark truth about our ex-husband. My name is Athena. And I'm Amber. And we are the creators of Ex-Wives Undercover. This podcast is based on real-life events that are portrayed to the best of Athena and Amber's memory and also backed by court records and other factual evidence. While all the stories in the podcast are true, some names and identifying details have been changed to protect the privacy of the people involved. Season 1, Episode 17, Baby Mama Drama By the time Ben and I reached our one-year anniversary in November, there had definitely been some turbulence in our relationship. My anxiety was at an all-time high as the red flags just kept pouring in faster than ever. Having nobody to talk to in Seattle and out of complete necessity, I slowly started telling some of my closest friends and family about what was going on, not to mention the crazy side effects of the fertility medication I was taking making me irritable, moody, and highly emotional. I'm pretty sure I was a real peach to be around. When I finally did tell you about the rape, that was probably almost six months into my relationship when I finally said, oh, by the way, he has this other girl and he says it's rape. I I obviously, we all, let's just be real. We all were like, oh, please. Like that's, everyone's initial thought is, oh yeah, right. You know? I thought, you know, it's like, what in the world? And I said, mm, that's when you start little red flags go up. I mean, I suppose it's possible, but you're not thinking it's probably prob- probable. It's probably either a girlfriend or some casual encounter that produced a child and he's not proud of and he just wants, and that's what he's saying. That's what we thought, that he's just lying and, you know, saying he was raped because he knew you know, that it would sound better to you. I mean, I don't know if it sounded better, but, you know, he thought he was trying to be this upstanding person that would never do anything like that. Believed him at first, but then I'm like, no, like this just seems really weird. So then I start looking for the court paperwork and he tells me that the assault happened in Oregon. I can't find anything. So I guess at that point, it was still early in the relationship and I thought, oh, for sure, he's just gonna fess up at this point. You know, it. I lied, I'm sorry, I was ashamed. And I thought he would just tell me the truth and say it was a one night stand or whatever. But then he just didn't. He just even lied even further. Doubled down. My stress level was insane and paired with raging hormones, I was a ticking time bomb. A perfect example of my overreaction happened on Halloween. The morning started out by me helping Ben turn himself into a scary Walking Dead type zombie. And after I completed his makeup, we took pictures of him and Sydney in our kitchen. I kissed him goodbye and we arranged to take her trick-or-treating later that night. According to Ben, we were supposed to pick up Sydney at Athena's home at 6.45, but when we arrived, she wasn't anywhere near ready. I didn't want anything to do with her at this point, honestly, and especially with all the trouble we were having with her. So after waiting in the car for what seemed like forever, the door opened and Athena came prancing out in her sexy Wonder Woman costume with her daughters. She asked Ben to take pictures of them and all the while I was fuming. What the fuck? We simply wanted to pick her up at the agreed time and be on our way. 
And now we're stuck waiting while she's having an impromptu photo shoot. I thought Ben would put the kibosh on it right away and demonstrate how he's turning a new leaf and not letting her walk all over him, but that didn't happen. Instead, he patiently played photographer while she was eating up the attention. I was still giving him information to give you and inviting you to things and informing you about activities. And so oh. I thought that we had like a decent, um, friendly oh. relationship going. I didn't know that. By the time we got to Halloween, I had no idea that there was any invitation extended. So I told Ben to tell you that we were going to do a superhero fame, mm -hmm. and he agreed that you guys would do it. So when he showed up like a zombie, You're I like, was That's like, not even right. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember, but Sydney had that pink like- yes. um yeah, yeah, super cute. And, and the little cape and stuff. And so I had recycled my old costume and threw it on. And then- I don't know if you remember, but I was motioning at you going, come on, come on. I didn't even look up from my phone. I just stayed there and I was stewing. I was pissed. And, and like, I remember like, what well. is she, she trying to well. do? Like, are you needing attention? That was my thought process was yeah. like, is she just is needing attention from the ex-husband? I couldn't help but wonder, was she doing this to get Ben's attention? Was he right all along about her wanting to get back together with him? Athena had recently broke up with Brad, so she, according to Ben, was a free agent again. At that moment, I felt horribly insecure and sad. She looked so happy, and I wanted to be happy too, but was putting on a fake show to the world while I secretly was growing more and more miserable. I put on a happy face while we trick-or-treated with Sydney, but when we got home, I let him have it. No more Ms. Perfect that is nice all the time. I think he definitely heard my frustration loud and clear that night. I do uh -huh. remember trying to gently tell you from time to time when you would get angry at Athena, just trying to gently say, you know, Amber, there's always two sides to a story. And, you know, I get what she did was shitty, but she is the mother of the child. And, you know, the best situation for all of you would be for you to some way find a way to be civil to each other and be careful, very careful, not to say bad things in front of the child. Not that I thought that you would do that, but I do remember trying to gently tell you, try to try to rem remember there's another side to the story. And, you know, because you, you would get very, very upset with Athena. And I just always wondered, is he telling her the full truth because... This seems a little, I, I don't know what the stories were, but they always seemed a little outlandish. Like, I remember when he told you that she called him in the middle of the night, drunk, come get me, and talking about wanting to have a, another child with him. And, and then I thought, that what a weird thing for him to tell you. Like, even if that had really happened, most, I remember thinking in my head, most normal men would not turn around and tell the girlfriend or fiance or whatever the situation was because he wouldn't want to cause uncomfortable awkwardness between the current girlfriend and the mother of his child, knowing that you two would have to have some interactions because of the child. Most men would want you to get along 
And to me, it seemed like by him telling you that right away, he was trying to create a situation where the two of you were not going to like each other. Here's a little fun fact that I learned years later after I filed divorce. Remember that morning that I did Ben's zombie makeup? Well, after I kissed him goodbye, he was sending that same pic I took of him to one of his side chicks he was banging by that afternoon. Nice. So how did you find out? And like, was that long this was time later? Oh, years later, years later when I found this out. So that's why I was like, had I known now what I knew then, I had no idea. I thought he was faithful. Like we were engaged. Like I had no idea he was cheating on me. He literally was cheating from the day we met. He never stopped cheating. He had multiple women from the very, very beginning. I had no idea. It grosses me out. A disgusting human being. Yeah, no, years later. When we started doing our undercover work and we unveiled a whole bunch of women, she had come to me and said, yeah, I actually received that picture that you posted. He said that Sydney did his makeup. And I'm like, what? October proved to be quite the eventful month. Not only were we still having co-parenting issues with Athena, but my questions and concerns surrounding him being raped continued. You see, a month prior, I decided to look into it further by researching court records, only to find nothing. Of course, a huge argument ensued, and we went around and around, and finally Ben just shouted to me to go ask Daisy. She'll admit what she did to me. So, with that, I reached out to her on Facebook. Daisy immediately denied it and was clearly disgusted with even the thought. Her email to me read, Wow, a guy can't get drugged and raped. It's physically impossible for him to even get it up. And I've never been arrested for anything, so no jail ever. The state takes support from him when they can find employment, less than $700. Speaks to her a couple times a year. Unbelievable. I don't think he thought I was actually going to do it. Mm. And then uh, I was working from home, so I just emailed her that afternoon. I was like, this is a really strange, odd question. (laughs) I need to know what's going on. And she was like pissed. She responded. She was nice to me. Um, but she was like, no, 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 no. I went back to him and he's like, she's lying. She's absolutely lying to your face. And he's like, I don't know why she's lying to you. I'm like, well, you told me she would admit it. Well, that wasn't the answer I was expecting. Ben just was not going to admit that he lied to me and instead said that he would go to the courthouse on Monday to find out what was really going on and why her files were MIA. Within a week, he told me that the explanation that gave him was that Daisy was a well-known drug addict and that she had made a plea deal with the DEA. Basically, if she gave up her contacts with the drug ring, they would seal her files, as if it never happened. So, technically, she could say that she never raped him. I asked him to provide me with some type of documentation from the court that would confirm what he was telling me, and he agreed. He's like, they actually put her in a witness protection program, and that's why she moved to the little remote town that she lives in, in John Day. (laughs) And so I'm like, this is so far-fetched, but at the same time, like, well, I mean, I guess that could be possible, but I don't know. And I just was like, okay, so then I'm mad at her for lying, because I'm thinking she lied to me. So then I sent her a really nasty message going, you you believe you believed him. I did. I totally did. 
So I, I love you, but you were a wee bit naive back then. Oh, I still am probably. But who, but, who creates um, these crazy lies though? I mean, I know, but I don't know any different. And so I, know, I, I, I sent her a really mean, horrible message. Like, stay away from me. Stay away from my family. You are not welcome. You piece of crap human being for what you did. Um, and then I demanded that he give me some proof of the sealed documents. And he's like, not a problem. One particular weekend, I couldn't help but notice when we were at Ben's mom's house that she had a photo of Opal on her refrigerator and another one in the living room. How were all of these people okay with having a drug-addicted rapist join their family like it was nothing? It just seemed so odd to me. It made me question if I was just a bad person because I couldn't come to grips with any of this. At this point, my mom had met Ben's friends and family at multiple get-togethers. This is what she had to say. And notice how not one person mentioned Opal to her that he even had another child. A little strange, don't you think? They only talked about Sydney. I didn't know there was another daughter. Right. So I find that incredibly weird that all the whole family knew that he wasn't raped. So there should be no reason that they wouldn't talk freely about his other child. He was this dad mm -hmm. that was Mr. Perfect Dad and loved mm -hmm. his baby girl. And mm -hmm. you would think someone would let it slip at some point and not one of them did. Nope. Not Ever. at all. No, didn't know Sydney had a half-sister at all. No. No. And I find that I don't. I don't know. I don't know why it wasn't talked about, but it also made me think that it just reiterated his story, that it was the worst thing that ever happened. And it's a very hush-hush thing amongst his family because no one in the five years ever talked about her, ever, Maybe. as if she even existed. Well, it's almost like he told everybody not to say anything. Nothing was adding up. Before getting married or bringing a baby into this world, I needed to know the answer. And in December, I got it. So I thought anyways. We had just moved into a house in Kirkland and we're getting ready to celebrate our second Christmas together, this time as a family. Me, Ben, Sydney, and Boogie. And one day after work, Ben walked into our living room and gave me two court documents. The first document was dated July 27, 2011, and on Washington State Department of Social and Health Services letterhead clearly stating that Daisy had raped Ben in the second degree. The second document was in regards to child support and specified that he was not obligated to pay child support. Hmm. Well, I guess he was right, I thought to myself. Well, I mean, you know, you think, okay, if there's court paperwork, well, maybe it's true. I mean, first time I heard of it, I thought, well, it can't be true, but... If when it, once he was producing paperwork, I didn't see the paperwork, but you said that he had the paperwork and stuff. So I thought, well, maybe he, maybe it was a rape. Yeah, I was, I, I had this internal conflict because your common sense says no, but then your mind's going, but there's a case number and a lawyer and a judge and details yeah. of everything on this paperwork. And then as I was snooping, I did confirm that Daisy did have Child Protective Services remove her child from her home. And that is true. 
Mm-hmm. So then I'm thinking she must have been a bad mom because he told yeah. me she was a drug addict. And then I found more evidence on social media that her brother is also a drug addict. And he openly displayed about his, his drug struggles and that the grandparents took his child just like they took Opal. So there was enough things adding mm-hmm. up that I was like, well, maybe this is a total shit show. And maybe there's a shred of truth there. But what did you I- think when, when I did discover she had her child taken away? Well, I mean, it just all added in like, well, maybe he is telling the truth. You know, maybe, maybe this woman is was uh, is a drug addict and that's why she had the child taken away because she saw the papers. So with the paperwork, we just thought, well, maybe it's true. It's still in the back of your mind you're thinking, how in the world did that happen? You know, and then I think you called somebody, somebody from the system and talked to them or something about that. And oh, they yeah. They couldn't. They couldn't give you any information. But he acknowledged that it was an open like a case. And he yeah. said, okay. I can't divulge the information, but you know, what I can say is this, that, and the other. But he kind of was alluding. It was sealed. It was sealed, yeah. I remember thinking that you can't make up this shit. This is like the movies. Little mm-hmm. did I know my whole entire relationship, you can't make up this shit. It, and it <laughs> is like the movies. Movies. Like Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, it's it's like he had just enough of truth in some things and then he built a story around a little crumb of truth my sister gives her thoughts on the matter i didn't believe it and i remember but then you would talk tell us about this documentation and i remember hearing that you know this lady was charged and you've seen her court records and her her sealed documents and I I think we were I was just as confused as you were um but I Gabe immediately was like nope that didn't happen that didn't happen Stacy I'm telling you that never happened and I would be like I would argue with my husband because he's a police officer and I would be like but how he Amber has seen documents he has showed her she's seen letters from attorneys and court stuff and she has all this proof. And he's like, I'm telling you, that never happened. I don't know how he's providing her this stuff, but that just does not happen. Um, so I had my my doubts about him being raped. And I had worries about the documents that he was giving you. But um, it's hard to, what do you say? And here's my friend Shayna and her thoughts. I remember at first I thought, wow, that's horrific and how horrible. But then when the story became, when you gave more details of the story that he gave you and things that happened, it just, it didn't, it just didn't add up. And, and you know, it honestly, it could come from a place of going like, well, can a man be raped? Because yes, they can. We are aware of this. Yes, it can happen. It does happen. But specifically for that story, I just remember it felt strange. The circumstances around it felt, and that a child was born from that, it just, it felt really convoluted and really just strange. And it never quite, and I know for you, it never quite settled into a place of believing. 
you never really believed that even though you accepted it that was the story when he gave you documentation and whatever it was and the whole she's in some computer and she's now she's taking a plea so she's not in the system i don't know it was like so convoluted that it felt like a movie and it just yeah. did not feel real no it didn't and i remember really grappling with my morals and ethics because if it was switched around and a, it was a woman saying she got raped and got pregnant no one would ever question her and so he i felt bad going i'm questioning this man and men do get raped and i felt like a bad person for asking for proof and he would right. even tell me like who are you like i didn't want people to think that i question people that they're not telling the truth about a horrific incident that happened to them so right. it was like trying to do a lot of gathering data behind him without talking to about it very much and i didn't felt like i didn't feel like i should I don't know, go to his family and ask because I felt like I was stepping on toes and so I was trying to like look under like court documents and can't find any um and you were also angry. You were yeah. also angry, angry at because her. yeah, angry at her and you were believing you were believing him even though you had the underlying doubt. You were believing him and you were angry and you wanted her you wanted to know that she was not just floating around living this happy life with a kid you wanted to know that she had received punishment or or some sort of penalty yeah but she did and so that's what you were digging for you were yeah. not digging for proof that he was raped you were more trying to figure out if she got if she got any you know yeah, I didn't feel like justice was done at all yes. it's like she didn't even get a slap on the hand for doing this to a human and I was enraged like she's affect everyone's lives including him and mine and our future kids and just how does she just get a walk away and so i don't think people realize too like they sometimes i get the vibe that they just thought i just took his word at face value and i had no intellectual thought about what it could be and i really went undercover fbi agent oh, like yes. I, I did confirm that and this always stayed with me that Daisy did get her child taken away by CPS. And that weighed really heavily with me. They don't just mm -hmm. take children for no reason. And the child was taken for a year. And that is the truth. That is verified and is the truth and was verified by Athena and verified by his family and the courts. And I, I knew that, that that was a fact. I didn't know the details of why she was taken away. And Ben would say it was drug related and that she was on drugs. And I, there was no way I could, it's not, privy to the public of why a child's being taken away. But I just knew that that was the truth. So then I'm looking for, you know, wage garnishment because she was trying to say he was garnished. And so I snuck and got his, uh, you know, paycheck and there was no garnishment. So now I have another data point saying, well, that's not true. Um, and then I remember, you know, it's a lot like when you go on social media, you could see a lot of what, what people post. And so I found Daisy, I found her family, I found her brothers and sisters, and there was drug problems very blatantly talked about, and that the grandparents had to take the brother's child because he was also a drug mm -hmm. addict. So I'm, I'm okay. Well, there's another, like it, maybe she has a drug issue too, because clearly the grandparents are raising their grandchildren because of that. Um, yeah. I just want to say like, just to clear up any confusion about if you were just going along with it and like believing everything he said, absolutely not. 
every step of the way and every story that he told you that was more crazy than the last, you were in this space between looking for facts because it was the only thing that you could hang on to and listening to him and he would provide to you all this documentation, all of this proof yeah, that you needed and then you would have to take a step back. But then it would just eat at you and you'd mm -hmm. keep digging. You were in a really mind-fucked place of trying to rationalize a completely irrational, multiple, multiple, multiple irrational situations and things going on. And you were absolutely way more diligent and way more like the tiger about going after real true facts because it was the only thing that you could hold on to was like a fact. Yeah. Yeah. It's like as if they didn't think I had any kind of critical thinking, but let me tell you, I spent hours and days and months and all this stuff and trying to gather the facts, like you said, so that when I made my decision, I would feel hundred percent confident in it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't yeah. just hearsay or whatever. I must have the world's most perceptive intuition because I still wasn't satisfied with those court documents. My constant questions were getting to Ben and he grew tired of having to explain everything. And oftentimes he would scream at me to just leave the past in the past, but I couldn't. I became so obsessed with it too. You did. I just was like, I gotta find this. I gotta, I gotta figure this out. And I just, I spent my whole <laughs> day and months like you did trying to get to the bottom of it you know what's really it was like a weekly thing of like okay where are you where at, you now? at now what did, where did yeah. you find what where'd what's you dig update? here it was like you were like a private investigator on your own oh and every time i have a few steps forward going okay he's telling the truth i then take 10 steps back like oh well this yep. negates what that said and so then i'm trying to get back to a central ground of what is the truth By the first week in January 2015, I was fed up with all the discrepancies in his stories and just overall unhappiness with everything. I deserved better than this, and I knew it. It was time to pack up my belongings and move back to Oregon. But it wasn't going to be that easy. There was a child involved, and I didn't want to hurt Sydney. We had grown very close over the last year, and it broke my heart to do this to her. the first year of my relationship, things started leaking out and slowly I, but surely I started kind of confessing to things that were going on and and people started kind of, oh shit, oh shit, red flags everywhere. But for the most part, no one said, you need to get out of there and leave his ass. And they didn't ever talk poorly of him and it, almost just neutral, but I'm sure there was some chit chat behind the scenes. Yeah. Can you talk about kind of what was said when not in front of my face? Yeah, once once we started hearing more and more and started realizing, uh-oh, um, the, the thing that was really hard for us, like there were several times that I know I had gotten to that point where I was like, this, she needs to get, be done and get out of this. Um, and I wanted to say something, but I would always talk to mom first and she would kind of talk me off out of saying anything because we, you have this history of very bad depression, your super anxiety. And from the moment you moved to Seattle, that was starting to happen again. I don't know, 
so much about the depression, but I know you're, you were having a lot more panic attacks. We assumed you were probably feeling the depression and we were, we were like your support and we were afraid that if we said too much or intervened too much, that you would just shut us off. You would close us out and then you would be alone. And, um, I don't know, we were just afraid of contributing and making it worse. We felt like the best thing that we could do from a distance is just be as supportive as we could, be there for you so that you knew that you could come to us and we didn't want to push you away. And we felt like, number one, you were just going to be defensive. Um, And number two, you were the type of person that if you weren't ready, you would just get, get angry, be defensive, not want to hear it and then you would stop talking to us and we were afraid of that when i got up the courage i sent athena a message on facebook she agreed to meet me at lucky seven bar and grill in kirkland but explained that she only had a short amount of time before the kids got out of daycare and ben got off work so we knew we had a lot to discuss I arrived a few minutes early and grabbed a booth my heart was pounding through my chest as i nervously waited What else was I going to find out about Ben? I do want to take a minute to discuss Daisy in this episode because we have revealed a bit about her situation with Child Protective Services. While it's not my story to share, I do want to say that this is a very unfortunate situation that happened many years ago. And in the last couple of years, I have personally been around her and Opal and have seen the incredible bond that they share and the wonderful, wonderful mother that she is. And now, your red flag, not so fun fact. In this episode, we see Ben doubling down on his lies instead of just telling the truth. He went even further by creating fake legal documents. Now with Ben having BPD, There is a real fear of abandonment with this disorder, so telling lie after lie after lie kind of explains his actions a little bit. However, it doesn't negate the harm it's causing. It really all comes down to this. If something feels off, it probably is. Plain and simple. Next time on Ex-Wives Undercover. It was very obvious to me that he was just manipulating you and lying to you. He's my family now and I will fight. Like if this woman's taking you down and she's ruining you and making your life hell and whatever, like I was ready to go to bat. Like I fully was on board. Like I just didn't realize I was going to bat for the wrong person. Are you okay? Are you okay? And you responded and you were like, yeah, he's just trying to, you didn't say gaslight, but you were like, yep. He's just uh, denying everything. It was right yeah. only two hours after. So I think by the end of the night, he had totally Flip manipulated me. you. Oh, yeah. I That's when I really started hating you. And once again, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a five-star review. And make sure to join our private Facebook group for even more juicy info. You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And of course, you can always visit our site at www.xwivesundercover.com.